0: I was listening to it. I was like, it wasn't even that long. And I was making good points still. I hadn't like re, not gone back and like reiterating my points all over again, which I have a tendency you do. What's your score? And, and I was just like in the middle of like telling why I liked it. You're like, what's your score? <laughs> and then I proceed to say like eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad.
1: That's funny. <laughs> That was a short episode. That was a short episode. It was like forty minutes. I think I was just tired. <laughs> I was like, "You tired of me?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I'm just tired. I'm like, "Oh my god!" You didn't just have a baby. Yeah, no, it was, it was a tiring time. <sighs> All right, you want you yeah. want me to
0: start it off? Yeah, I've already got it recording. I'm excited <laughs> to be here while you say this. Our first, uh, I was gonna say live, but recording together. This yes.
1: Is- Cell after cell, multiplying at an unstoppable rate with human DNA at its core. It's Godzilla versus Biolante.
0: We always do this at the same time, so now I don't know where to go first. Okay, welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast where we're trying our best to stay alive. Joining me, as always, (laughs) spliced Erica DNA itself, (laughs) Eric.
1: Yes, I am the spliced Erica DNA and this is a special episode. We are live from the studio Neely living room, Alex.
0: It's a nice spot. The carpet really helps with the sound absorption.
1: I see why your sound's so good over here. Oh, yeah. And we just finished watching Godzilla versus Biollante for the second time in about 48 hours, Alex. <laughs> yeah. You feeling okay still?
0: Yeah, I'm feeling all right. I kind of, you know, I, the reason I really wanted to rewatch it was because I was so down on it the first time. And I do feel a little more up on it the second time, so I'm Definitely. glad I watched it.
1: Definitely. So here's a small detail I missed that I thought was pretty funny the second time I watched it. You know, at the beginning of films, they give you the rating and they give you the reasons for the rating. Yeah. What do you think the reason for the PG rating was for Godzilla versus Biollante?
0: Now, are you saying like you know how why, they get that little
1: rating underneath? Why
0: it was above G? Y- yes. Okay.
1: But um, you know how they give that justification. So, what was the justification for this one? Violence. <laughs> yes, but it was for traditional Godzilla violence. <laughs> I like that they have their own rating just for Godzilla. I know. Videos. I was like, I have not seen that before. Like, for tradition. You see normally, like, for sensual <laughs> content, right? <laughs> or scenes involving drugs with teens. Yeah. Things this were is-
0: sorely missing from the Biollante movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is for traditional Godzilla violence. I thought that was pretty fun. I do
0: like this own genre of violence. Yeah, <laughs> Just Godzilla violence. Which is the best kind of violence.
1: Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Let's uh get into the film introduction alex let's jump right in because we could keep going for this episode yeah. being live yeah in we'll, the back we'll living room yeah. why don't you start us off with
0: our introduction all right so we're live from the studio neely living room i feel like i didn't like this is an snl opening yeah <laughs> <laughs> live from studio neely living room it's Monsters vs. Men! (laughs) (laughs) The Hasai era continues with 1989's Godzilla vs. Biollante. Written and directed by Kazuki Omori, like Return of Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Biollante keeps the dark tone from the original. But it introduced a new monster, Biollante. A mix of plant, human, and Godzilla DNA. The film also features soldiers, spies, and some serious science experiments. But... Our questions remain. When Godzilla meets Violante, do things get Violante? And when Godzilla battles a plant thing, does the series remain in the upswing?
1: Well, I'll say up front I don't necessarily think the series remains on an upswing, Alex. But at the same time, I think Biolante actually matches my feelings I got from the first film of the Hussai era. Not the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched <laughs> it. Maybe it was a mix of high expectations from you and from other fans of the franchise. Yeah. But honestly, I didn't quite get the point the first time around. There were several interesting ideas and concepts, but there was so much exposition that attempts to explain everything that these ideas, they just got bogged down by elaborate explanations and scientific meanderings. Um, I still think, even after watching it a second time, I think that's a genuine weakness of the film. But uh, the second time I watched it, I started to get into things a little bit more. Despite the born movie type feel that we got as this <laughs> backdrop for a Godzilla film, um, I did start to appreciate it the second time. But whereas the return of Godzilla last week I felt like the exposition built around adding to the tone and the messages of the film here it seemed like they were serving just to get us to one point the battle between Godzilla versus Byleante which Byleante herself yeah herself it itself hurt. herself doesn't disappoint um it's I can I, th- I can say with assurance, Alex, that things do get violante. <laughs> they do get violante.
0: and I'm kind of like you. The exposition is really hinders the film, especially when we get the broken English that these actors are forced to put us through. Like, I feel bad for them. I felt bad for us. We had we were watching it with one other person. All three of us couldn't understand what was happening in this movie, so we all had to put subtitles on so we could understand. And the subtitles don't match what's actually being said at all. So like we're I think that's one of the reasons we're all so off put because immediately you are struggling to understand the most convoluted part of this movie in the most convoluted way. And it's just baffling. <laughs> it's, it is it's it's just really off putting. But I kinda I kinda came away the same way. I, I had a completely different feeling the second time. Cause this is one of my absolute favorites, but not really anymore. Um, I always love the Violante Godzilla battle, and I like the genetic stuff in it. But this time, I felt like the pacing at the beginning of the film kind of hurt it, especially the first time around. That that stuff always gets smoothed out when you watch a movie a second time. I feel like any exposition, that kind of stuff, kind of gets wiped clean. And I am a little sad to be down on it because I'm like you; it's kind of on the par with the previous film for me in terms of how much. I think it really deserves acclaim. It's not It's not great. It's not bad. It's got moments I love, moments I hate. But I can see where it would be someone's favorite. You know, there's a lot of cool, interesting stuff. There's a lot being said in this movie, which I feel like was kind of missing from the last one a little bit. But I think you're going to have to agree with me on at least one thing, is that Biolante is, I would say, the coolest monster we've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, no. I think Bailante is definitely when it comes to the design of the monsters. That thing is the fiercest thing that we've seen on screen.
0: He's really cool, and I wish their battle went on longer. It does, in yeah. kind of a little anticlimactically. But he's just so cool looking. You can't help but like
1: the level. teeth, like the teeth that like cover his entire mouth. Yes, that part is really cool. That's my. That's probably one of
0: my favorite characteristics, and that just his sheer size is yeah. enormous. I wish he had put up a little bit more of a fight, given how giant he is. Mm -hmm. But they do mention earlier that Godzilla's heat ray does mess with Biollante's cells or something. I don't know. (laughs) Part of the convoluted science of this movie (laughs) a little bit. But other than the monsters, we do have a lot of other stuff going on. We've got the U.S. attacking Japan in order to still sell. I guess they're not attacking Japan. They're stealing from Japan. And then they attack when they get found out. So, the U.S. is fighting with Japan, who's also fighting with uh, Saradia, which is clearly supposed to be Saudi Arabia. They just combined the <laughs> words together, which is a little bizarre. We got two real countries and one fictional one. I wonder. It makes me wonder what in history at the time was causing the friction that they were so scared to <laughs> use, to use uh, Saudi Arabia. But it also kind of mentions, like, you know, the U.S. just saved uh, Japan in the last film, and now we're stealing from them. Mm -hmm. So, I wonder at the time, what kind of relations Japan and America were going through.
1: Yeah, I didn't necessarily get like an anti-America vibe here. I really thought it was more this one specific bio-major company from America. I wasn't sure if it was a governmental type of of deal um, or just general American greed. That's (laughs) that's
0: actually a good point. It is called bio-major and it's never referenced as a government organization, I don't believe. So that's a pretty good point. It's maybe not the uh, America that we all know and love. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that we're examining what is actually a weapon again. And Godzilla is a weapon. whether Even though it's not him himself, it's his cells. And the things that they could do, how it can benefit. And also become one of, something, as one of our characters says, more dangerous than Godzilla. And... I just, I, the other thing I really like is the father-daughter relationship Between uh, Shiragami and the cells of Erica <laughs> <laughs> But well, I really do like What results from my opening terrorist attack Which I think is a kind of a cool way To start the movie even mm-hmm. though At that point we don't know what's going on Because of broken English <laughs> But overall the movie is about genetic engineering And why man probably shouldn't meddle in things it doesn't understand I really
1: like that idea and I think it's executed pretty well yeah, I mean, so I've already mentioned a couple things that I'm down on with this film, but I don't want to linger there because I think there's a lot that I enjoyed, especially the second time. Um, and you're right, Alex. I think one of the standouts for me is that relationship of fathers and daughters. Um, we obviously have Dr. Shiragami, who's mourning the loss of his daughter, Erica, but we also have a father-daughter relationship that's not as prevalent. It's the relationship between Asuka, Akoichi, uh, the daughter of Saido Akochi, who, who if you remember this character, he's uh, the <laughs> defender of Nobel Prize winning semen. Like this is legit. <laughs> which right?
0: I, which I missed the first time yeah, I watched. Exactly. It. I did too on the second time.
1: <laughs> and he's the head of the Akochi Foundation. Um, that's the group that's funding the work of Dr. Shiragami to create this new bacteria that ultimately becomes Biolante. Um, you mentioned the reverse sarazawa uh idea well i definitely think we get a side of sarazama with shirigami but in this case shirigami is acting out of grief not trying to prevent grief like we saw with sarazawa right um and then on the other side as i mentioned we have Akochi, whose daughter is alive and well and fully capable and a professional adult a major character in this movie But the two never interact once.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, They're
1: they're only in the frame together at the very end of the movie. And you see her looking at him, uh, seeing what he's going to do. But him as the father never acknowledges his daughter, which I thought was really interesting and kind of a contrast with Dr. Shiragami. Um, But remember that Dr. Shiragami, similar to Serizawa, initially refused to participate in this experiment. But then he experiences what I call a Godzilla quake. <laughs> and he <laughs> witnesses the destruction of some of those roses, which do become a symbol in this film, which I think we may touch on here in a little bit. But just in general, like these characters, the second time watching it, they stood out to me. Um, so if you give me a second here, Alex, let me tell you a little bit about these characters. and I'm going to ask you some of the characters you appreciate. All right. Yeah. Um, so we have Miki. This is the... Uh, esp girl oh, who yeah. i wasn't buying at first but really she became kind of like this new version of katsura with the ability to sense and almost communicate with the monsters right um then you have the colonel kuroki who's from like the youth military corps he's the young <laughs> gun you know who basically leads the counter initiative against godzilla and then you have kirishima who the first time i watched this movie was just completely the most forgettable character. He just seemed like this bland guy. I overlooked him completely. But on second viewing, he was a standout as a voice of reason and scientific conservatism, really, which is what was kind of needed in this film to balance out the risks that were being taken in the science laboratories. So which character stood out to you, Alex?
0: Yeah, I'm with you, especially with uh, Shiragami and uh, our little guy flying under the radar, Kirishima. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like you. I didn't even notice Kirishima really the first time, and Dr. Shiragami is like a standout. So they're almost complete opposites in terms of I guess their viewability in the movie or visibility in the movie. Uh, but I like Shiragami's motivations. Like they're deranged, but they make sense. No, no one knows what it's like to experience loss like this mm-hmm. until it happens. So who knows what you're going to do? Will you splice your family members? <laughs> DNA with a rose, maybe, maybe not, or maybe you'll do something normal. Uh, But I like that Shirigami processes his grief in this way, but also that he's kind of aware that it's not a great thing. He knows that there's something that can be created from it that's not the best. Mostly that realization comes towards the end of the film, Right before he dies, <laughs> very suddenly, which I really like that moment, by the way, yeah, that someone finally doesn't escape the end of the film alive. Even the second time, it surprised me. It <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't it? it? Really I, was, did. I was here watching it with you, and you were like, oh. <laughs> which, I, I'm not sure what that says about the film, but... <laughs> I, I like that he dies knowing what he could do right, what he could do wrong next time, even though there is no next time. And like you said, Takashima is this understated character, but he's like this moral compass throughout the entire movie. He knows what's right and wrong the entire time, and he hopes Dr. Shiragami will do what's right the whole time, even though he never does. And I just like that he's always there to tell someone, like, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this, maybe we should do this, and then when the Saragia hitman shows up and kills his buddy Dr. Shiragami, he chases him down like a madman, and he's willing to go toe to toe with this guy who's got a giant sniper rifle. Yeah, and luckily he gets saved at the end. But I think it's a really cool moment.
1: No, definitely. <laughs> I was I was the second time watching it when I see him chasing after uh, SSS Nine. Yes, um, I was <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy is he's going all out here. He's taking a big risk. And he probably would should have died uh, yeah. if it wasn't for the colonel. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about the direction of the film for a second. Kazuki Amori is our director here, and I believe he directs the next film as well. Um, there's some things that he does that I really amir- admire. I like that motif of the rose, Um, That keeps coming up as a symbol throughout. I was keeping track the second time watching it of all the times the rose came through. Uh And it was, it had to be eight or nine times. And you even pointed one out to me whenever they're drawing on like the Mario paint board. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You even pointed one out to me that I hadn't even realized. Um, So it keeps on coming back. And I think it's an interesting symbol. You can see it many different ways, but I saw it as the symbol of fragility, beauty, danger, All those things, all those aspects of life wrapped up in one distinct object. You can apply that to Erica. You can apply that to Biolante, But it was an interesting symbol that kept on reoccurring. But I wish Amori would linger on some of these images a bit longer. I think he had trouble with transitions. We had some very abrupt transitions in this film. And then when we didn't have abrupt transitions, he would do these establishing shots that would last like two seconds and then go to another scene and it would be two seconds it's like we really need some time for contemplation between all of this plot that's happening. Mm-hmm. The quick transitions made it seem even more frantic than it actually was. Um however, one moment I did like that he does linger on is the destruction of I would call it Biolante One, you know, the one with the rose head. Yes. Um, it burns up and we just see the like flames and the ashes in the air. Um, which Leads me to a question, Alex. Dr. Shiragami <laughs> brings up the point, uh, this point during the film. He says that Bailante and G- Godzilla are not siblings. They are identical. They are the same. But I actually kind of disagree yes. with that, right? Like That doesn't make <laughs> any sort of sense. Bailante is this man-made product. And as Kirishima says, it's not made of God. Godzilla, though, is this ancient monster fueled by man, but not made by man. There's a distinction there. But which would you rather deal with Alex, would you take the man-made monstrosity or the ancient and awakened natural threat?
0: Uh, I would take or in a one-on-one fight for like a, like who would I want to beat? I would want the awakened natural threat because ma- the man-made monstrosity, is probably something I'm going to lose against. Now, if I want to see something cool, <laughs> man-made monstrosity for sure. But you know, I want to dial brutal death against that thing. So <laughs> I think that's the way I would have to go. I mean, I think Biollante is the only monster that I 100% like
1: his design more than I do Godzilla's. Wow, that's how much I like his design. Do, what, do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think Godzilla's the classic. I think Godzilla's classic. I'm, I'm not quite. Ready to commit to that level? Yeah, that's that's a big commitment. I'll let you uh,
0: stew on that for a little bit. But longer. what
1: what did you think of Godzilla's redesign, Alex? Because we get something completely different here. Yeah, no longer do we have those like human like eyes. <laughs> we have distinct features. What do yeah. you think of the redesign? Yeah, I think this upgrade
0: is the equivalent of the upgrade of the Showa era to the previous movie, almost. Yeah, like this looks like the Godzilla I know, and the Godzilla that pervades through a lot of the series. I mean. I I tend to do this, but later on he looks more reptilian in the millennium era. Mm-hmm. But now he's got that iconic Godzilla design, that iconic Godzilla girth on that lower half of his body. Yeah. He got a thick booty. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks great. He looks like the he looks like the lizard we've come to know and love. But I also like the little design detail on his nose where he's got this little bit of a gorilla nose at the tip of a snout. I don't know if you noticed that or not, which is kind of a nice nod to his original name, Gojira, which means gorilla whale or whale gorilla. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was like kind of a nice little detail there that harkens back to that. But this is definitely the most iconic design that we see for the rest of the series. And it's just slightly modified each time, but very little
1: bit. It's nice. It's nice to have a good Godzilla. Indeed. Yeah. So I'm definitely showing this design to, you know who, Alex. Oh. It's the return of the theometer ometer 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 ometer
0: Welcome back to the Theometer this week.
1: Welcome back to the Theometer this week. Theo, how's it going this week? Good. Good. All right, hey, this monster that we're looking at mm-hmm. this time, his name is Bialante. Can you say Bialante?
0: Bialante?
1: Bialante, yeah. Now... You want to hear something funny about Biolante? Yeah. You know Alex? Yeah, of course. Alex, this is the scariest monster to Alex. Alex pee peed his pants one time when he was watching this movie because he was scared of Biolante. <laughs> what do you think about that? Funny. Well, take a look at him. How do you think. Look, look at this monster right here. This is Biolante. Yeah,
0: we're glad to see this See that?
1: What do you notice about him?
0: Uh, he's. Looks like Godzilla.
1: He looks a little bit like Godzilla, I guess. Well, there's Godzilla. Yeah,
0: that's Godzilla. What do you think yeah.
1: of Bilante right there?
0: Bailante is an alligator.
1: He looks kind of like an alligator, doesn't he? Yeah. He's big. He's actually part human, part rose, and part Godzilla. Did you know that? No. Watch this. You see it coming for Godzilla right here? Yeah. What are those things? Heads
0: of Godzilla.
1: Not heads of Godzilla. Heads of Bilante you mean? Ooh, yeah. what's that?
0: Oh, Cool. What was it? Ice laser.
1: Ice laser. His atomic breath. Mm-hmm. Did you see that green blood? Mm-hmm. Oh, what are those? They're kind of like brains. Brains in yeah. Biolante's mouth. I think they're extra teeth in Violante's mouth. <laughs> On your theometer scale, how scary is Violante? Like, ear like ten or a hundred. Either ten or a hundred. Yeah. Is hundred the highest and ten is the lowest? What mm-hmm. What's the scale like here?
0: It's kind of like, it gets like
1: scarier by the minute. Scarier by the minute? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, Theo, thank you for being with us for the Theometer this week. We appreciate it. You have anything else to say to the listeners? Well... Anything to say to Alex? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. All right. See you next time, listeners. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. I hope you show him one of
0: those animatronic scenes where like, he's got the tail, f- I mean, the tongue flailing. Oh, yeah. And he screams.
1: Those are awesome looking and look way better than the animatronics from last movie. Well, I have to, I definitely have to show him Violante and the, oh. the battle. You know, some of those. Well, they scream at each other a lot right before <laughs> that do. fight begins, so he'll be able to see both. Yeah. <laughs> I do think the fight is a little anticlimactic. It is. It is. It's a little
0: it. short. Like, it's it's awesome. I like the idea that while they're fighting, Biollante has to close in the gap because Mm -hmm. Godzilla keeps using his heat ray to annihilate the the arms before they get to him. Mm -hmm. And so you see that awesome moment where this hulking thing has to run at Godzilla. Yeah. And it's so cool because there's like 32 people puppeting this thing, if I saw it right online. But it's just so cool looking and it's practical. That's the coolest Mm -hmm. part of it. It's, It's a practical effect definitely
1: it's so neat yeah but, that was definitely one of the coolest effects for me um but we're not quite to that award yet Alex. Oh, I so don't, let's I'm start sorry. with our coolest character award um who is your coolest character this time uh the colonel from the rpg core okay i, I really like humans like
0: not in tanks or anything going up against godzilla uh-huh. this is a this harkens back to Terra back and godzilla where i picked the R- random rpg guy from the helicopter that <laughs> shot in a <at> titanosaurus <laughs> So we got another RPG guy who's leading the RPG corpse and they're all going up individual skyscrapers and they're going to shoot the anti-nuclear bacteria into Godzilla. Well, Godzilla determines that he's such a threat after being launched into by, by this colonel that he drops an entire skyscraper on him. So that's how he doesn't just stop at punching at once or like taking him out. He destroys the entire building. Yeah. So maybe he survived. Uh, I don't think he so. had a helmet on, Eric. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was this? Was that Colonel Goro Gondo? Or do you know? Uh, you, you
0: know, I'm not 100 percent sure. I want to type it in and see who pops up on Google. Yeah, he's my RPG
1: boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now he was a he was a good character for sure. My my coolest character. I've got to go with sss9 oh yeah <laughs> the band the myth the legend um now he's not as dynamic or really as interesting as some of these other characters we've mentioned um but we're just talking about flat out cool what other choice do i have i like to think of him first time i saw him i was like this guy is neo from the matrix because he's got that trench coat you know and he hops <laughs> you did. over you did say that <laughs> uh it's just like, this guy is Neo. Plus, he has the best individual death that we've seen so far in the series as he's evaporated. Yes,
0: like, yeah, he's the first one to literally vanish in front of your eyes. And he also delivers my most memorable line award. Yeah. What
1: which was is, that, kiss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was right at that moment, actually, when yes. we first see him. Which, yeah. you know, if you're watching it with subtitles, it says, Thank you, guys. But that's not that's what not he what says. He says, it's he not says not kiss close. you guys. He
0: says kiss you guys. Which maybe the bodies had, that he just killed were laying in such a way they maybe they were kissing.
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, Either really, it was pretty mean. But oh, I gotta just give you my runner-up line. Okay, all right. She's not a bad sight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough too. Yeah, it was a good. <laughs> in way. more, more ways than it's one. It's one
0: that I'm implementing in my daily life now. Yeah.
1: Every time Cece walks by,
0: <laughs> she does yeah, not doesn't a give bad it, yeah. sight. She's not a bad sight. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then I get an all, awkward look across the room. Exactly. So my most memorable line, it comes from Dr. Shiragami. Um, and it's in reference to his science experiments, but I actually think it's a pretty universal line. He says, solitude weighs heavy. I get some strange ideas. Now, I just like this line. Taking Taken at a more like universal level. When we don't have friends and a community of people to keep us in check, we just end up with some pretty strange ideas. We yep. get wacky when we're in solitude, we when we do. don't have people around us. So I, I thought it was an interesting line to take away from the film. That is a good line. I like that. Why did
0: you pick a serious one when I picked that one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about your can't believe that acting award?
0: I, you know, I've never given a general award before but this is gonna go to all the horrible english performances in this movie <laughs> i mean it was so bad like i said earlier we had to put subtitles on to even understand what was happening yeah and not only that the subtitles don't line up with what they're saying because what they're saying makes no sense yeah yeah and this is mostly predominantly in the scenes in uh, saradia mm-hmm. we understand that the americans more Just they're
1: performed really poorly. Yeah, the Seradians end up sounding more like Italians. (laughs) Yes, Yeah, they sound more like Italians. So for my Can't Believe That acting award, I'm going to go with Masanobu Takashima as Major Sho Kuroki. He's the young gun uh, major or colonel. Now, I haven't given him his due yet, but on the second time around, he really became a major character to me and the symbol of a new generation of Godzilla protagonists He's cool, he's calm and collected but I don't think that should be mistaken for apathetic. Um, he plays that character just right and he makes all the right choices, all the right moves he's playing the long game um, and I, I'd like that moment on the helicopter where the two older uh, protagonists one of them is is the doctor. They say you know it's it's, he has the whole weight of the world on his shoulders, but he doesn't even feel it. I guess it's time to pass this on to a new generation. I thought that was a really cool moment, and it just made me think about this new generation of Hasai films and Godzilla films in general, and you know, kind of like the old guard passing it on to the new guard. Um, And I think he is kind of the uh, symbol of that passing of the torch. He almost reminds me of the prime minister from last week's episode,
0: where. He, he will sit and listen before he acts, which yeah. I really like about a character.
1: Yeah, he's, he's stoic uh, in that sort of way, for sure. Um, my standout effect award is, well, I love... I almost went with one of the final form Biolante effects. Because they're awesome. They are awesome. But I wanted to take this award to highlight the horror like sequence that we got this week. We have
0: one oh, last oh, week. Oh, you're you're talking about when the face goes up with Biolante's ashes.
1: Because that was horrifying. <laughs> yeah, when Erica's face, yep. that is such a standout effect. <laughs> I'll remember that moment forever. It's I thought about going with that, actually, <laughs> because so, I will remember that.
0: It's from my childhood. I still remember laughing and being like, what the heck is happening?
1: <laughs> but no, I, I actually go with the horror-like sequence that we see with like Biollante, pre-Biollante form, yes. where he's more like the plant monster, you know, in the laboratory. We got the horror sequence last week in The Return of Godzilla um, with the, the sea louse on the abandoned ship. Yeah. And we get kind of another horror sequence here. Yeah, it seems like something we've seen before out of some it of these does. films. Uh, like Alien or, you know, Star Wars has this type of scene. But still, we get that green blood that's just juicy and squirting all <laughs> over the place. It's pretty gross, but it really stood out to me. I'm definitely going to remember that scene. What about you, Alex? Yeah, that was a really cool moment. But I, I had to go to Biolante. I mean,
0: it's like I said, he's got there's 32 people puppeting this gigantic monster. It's really just a feat that that thing even moves. And the fact that they decided to not let it be immobile the whole time and then actually let it charge Godzilla. is pretty awesome because that thing could have just stood there while they just both fought. Yeah. For but sure. The overall, that
1: charge was my favorite part of my yeah it's yeah,
0: sure. All those little tendrils moving on the bottom. It's oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, what about your, uh, Oh, that's a good shot award, Alex. Uh, Mind at the one hour, 31 minute, and 26 second mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's this over-the-shoulder shot from uh, behind Godzilla, and he's looking up at Biollante, and it really illustrates his size. Mm-hmm. Later, we get a shot from uh, the side where we can really compare the two, but this shot behind Godzilla is like in a lower angle, and it makes Biolante look even more massive yeah. in comparison. And it really feels like he's got a fight on his hands.
1: I thought about going with that long shot that you mentioned, where we kind of get the human perspective of the battle happening, yeah. and you see both of them side by side. That's awesome. But generally with this award, I, I tend to go towards human moments, just to highlight some of those. you some- like your artsy BS. <laughs> so so here i chose a shot that occurs at around the 24 minute mark is with asuka and kirishima and they're discussing the ethics of her father's company but also their potential future together and here once again we get a long shot which i'm a sucker for and it shows them both at twilight kind of looking out and you see mount mahara lighting up in the background this is before this is the one with the rain where the rain, when comes, rain down, comes, comes down in just a second. God, you would pick it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, bef- it's right before the rain. We get that shot of Mount Mahara yeah. in the background. And this is before it's you really know cool. what's coming up. And you know Godzilla it's is buried there, there and moving around in there. And it's this threat that's lingering over and hovers over all of their conversations. Like everything has to be put in the context of we we are potentially facing a Godzilla attack at any moment. Yeah. And so I that that was my shot Alex. That's a good one. I actually
0: like that glowing volcano in the distance. Yeah, exactly. It's really cool. Um
1: All right, let's oh. get into our rating and ranking Alex. Alex, I'm going to ask you to go first this oh. week. Right. What what's your rating? You you've you told me before that this is in your top 5 Godzilla films. Are you still feeling the same way? No, I'm not. I'm kind of
0: sad about it because this was always like top five, maybe even top three for me, and it's dropped quite a bit this time. But I'm glad I watched it the second time when I wasn't exhausted from like a six-hour car drive and just like just being in your vicinity in general. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I was glad I, I rewatched it because it flowed a lot better the second time, and I also was able to. Upon second viewing, understand what some of the poor English was at the beginning and put the plot together uh-huh. because it, it's a disaster if you don't. If you don't understand that part at the beginning, yeah. you're missing a lot in the rest of the film. Yeah, you really are. So between my second viewing, it has gone up a lot, but it, it's in the top ten now. And the things that really saved it for me are a Biolante and his awesome design. B. Godzilla, and his awesome design. But more importantly, some of the story elements. I like that there's three factions vying for Godzilla mm-hmm. cells, and that this is a film about genetic manipulation, and that we don't really understand what the end result is going to be when we do modify genes that we don't understand. And so, this could very well be a massive tomato instead <laughs> fighting or something like that. I like the idea of us creating the worst monsters. Mm-hmm. And that's something that hasn't been touched on in Godzilla, which is nice. But more importantly, we get the Super X2. <laughs> <laughs> which, strangely enough, even though having more weapons, seems less formidable. And I'm excited to see it come back again, because it does come back again. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, Eric. We There's get a, a Super, Super X3. We get a Super X3. <laughs> nice. And I cannot wait. But overall, between the, the characters that are really well illustrated, actually... And the overall story, upon second viewing, enjoying, I want to give this one a 7 out of 10. Oh, no. Gosh, I did no. it again.
1: I did it again. <laughs> At this point, you've just got to stop doing that. So this is a 3.5
0: out of 5
1: for me. There you go. So I, I, for me, Alex, I, I reviewed this on Letterboxd, and I was pretty... Harsh on the film in All right. my first reaction I saw. but i stand <laughs> i stand by most of my critiques um about the film i think the plot and the pacing makes the story hard to follow um amori's direction leaves little room for contemplation and i haven't mentioned the music yet um you mentioned super x2 but super x2's theme song (laughs) it sounds like a cross between the superman and back to the future theme and and completely takes away from what otherwise is a cool scene with super x2 yeah uh, super x2 yeah we're missing akira Fukube for sure yeah the the tone of the song just doesn't match the threat that godzilla is bringing to the situation here's what it reminded me of alex actually is you know Mm -hmm. we get that scene and we see super x2 i'm like I feel like I'm standing in line at universal studios waiting (laughs) to see the main attraction. I'm just hearing this music, you know, standing in line. That's really what it reminded me of. Yeah. It Um, sounds
0: like the music you would hear during like propaganda, like a propaganda video. Like it's just so like (laughs) unrealistically patriotic sounding almost.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But you know, here's where I was wrong in my first viewing though. I didn't love the characters the first time, but the second time, once I understood the plot and could follow along, the characters really grew on me, and they became interesting um, and pretty cool. Uh, for me, I was able to have fun seeing a really diverse group of characters that, if, if what you're telling me is correct, we will see some of these characters in future films. Yes. Um, and, of course, some of the effects here are some of the best that we've seen. So I originally gave this film a three out of five stars, but I bumped it up to a 3.5 really? stars with the second viewing. So it ranks <laughs> after the return of Godzilla and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla as my number eight film currently overall. That means you liked it quite a bit. Cause you liked Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla quite a bit. I did. Yeah. And I liked the return of Godzilla last week, but really the second viewing I, I, Started to really like some of these characters. They're
0: they're um, really good
1: characters. They're interesting. I wish uh, I wish the last forty minutes did more with the characters. Yeah. It's just it, everything happens in the first hour, and then the last forty minutes, we spend a lot of time with um the corporal the um, the young show Kuroki. Yeah, yeah. We spend yeah. a ton of time with him and I like him as a character, but we leave our others behind. Yeah, we do. Uh, and I wish we would have done more with them. I wish we had more time with, um, well, we get time with Kirishima. He he stood out the second time. Um, but I wish we had more time even with just Dr. Shiragami and seeing him struggle with this decision to uh, splice Erica into <laughs> a plant's DNA. Hey, you know, it seems like a haphazard decision. I'm so glad he did because we get that
0: perfect final moment where we see her face <laughs> flowing through the sky. It is totally worth it. <laughs> Indeed.
1: So next week, Alex, <laughs> next week. I don't think you've thought of a question. No, I'm you.
0: actually trying to remember what the movie is called. I think it's Ghidorah, uh, King Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, right?
1: Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Yeah. Do you have a question? Uh.
0: <laughs> I'm making up words in my rhyme, so I'm trying not to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad one. When Godzilla meets King Ghidorah, does he let out Aurora? <laughs>
1: oh my gosh,
0: dude. Uh, that's not even a good question to ask, but that's <laughs> all I can make up on the spot.
1: Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, so here's mine, Alex. Oh,
0: no. You typed yours out. <laughs>
1: Will the series start to unravel when the plot encounters time travel? Ooh, so you already know what the plot is. You looked it up, huh? I gave, I looked at the synopsis of what we're going to see. I have to a little bit to create these questions, or I guess I don't Or is I make, could up just words. make up. Words. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good solution. Yeah. And it, and it all turns out. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anything to add here at the end of our episode, Alex? No, I was just
0: trying to really quickly think of a new rhyme, so it didn't sound so bad, but (laughs) I think I'm going to stick with the one I got. I
1: think you have to. Uh, As always, and I think we mean mean this sincerely, uh, please email us. Um, We'd like to hear feedback or send us a message on Twitter. You can email us at mvmpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Send us a message on Twitter at mvm underscore pod. On Letterbox, you can find us at Al Cornette. He doesn't do much on there. Or <laughs> at Mr. Eric Neely. I'm
0: trying to get better. I just got my account verified, finally. There you go. And so I responded to someone's 21, uh, 21 day
1: old comment on something I did.
0: Nice. Yeah, so go. thank you, Vinit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Send us, send us your feedback. Tell us uh, how ridiculous Alex's question is. <laughs> how much worse our live and neely studios episodes are than the normal episodes but we we like to hear from listeners um alex (laughs) (laughs) eric's staring at me all of a sudden just just silent until next week oh oh try Try to to stay stay alive. alive peace out
0: It didn't be boring, about
1: it. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 it would be okay. That was one of our silliest episodes. Yeah. It this is the scariest monster to Alex. Alex peed his pants one time when he was watching this movie because he was scared of Biolante.